Welcome to How's Your Represence? This show is produced by Business Radio X, and I am Mark Galvin, the founder and president of ePresence. We are a social media marketing firm, and we are coming to you live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. Welcome and thanks for being here. It's always great to be back here at Business Radio X. As you guys know, we do a lot of these shows uh, from my basement. And so it's fun to be here with Mike Salmon and Amanda. And I tell you what, it's it's also nice to get out and see a little bit of sunshine and meet people and uh, see more and more folks milling about. So uh, glad you are here with us. Make sure you catch any of our shows anytime. We're going to drop all these shows on any podcast channel. So if you've found us and you want to look for us again, just go out there and look for us as How's Your E-Presence. We are everywhere. Uh, We're glad you're here to discover more about ways to solve marketing issues, because that's what we do here. We want to answer the burning questions that businesses have, and every show is teed up with a question. So, for example, how do I lower my acquisition costs or... How do I build a brand to develop a logo? We are always interested in answering those questions for you. And you can respond right on the channel, whatever channel you're listening to, or simply send us a message. As a matter of fact, I am right on, uh, since this is a live show, I am on my Twitter account. If you want to send me a direct message and want to ask a question, you can. My handle on Twitter is ePresenceMG. So ePresenceM for Mark, G for Galvin. You can send me a message there, and I will ask your question if, uh, if you want me to pose that to our guest today. Um, or always go back to our website. You can find our website at epresence.me. That's epresence.me because it's all about you. All right, so we're going to get into the show today, and I'm very excited because our guest today is Aaron Goodyear. And I do want you, everybody out there to know I'm saying it right, it, aren't I, Aaron? Yes. Yeah. No, <laughs> you got it. <laughs> so Aaron is with Goodyear Creative. And I, when I first met you, Aaron, I pronounced your name Goodyear, and you did not yeah. correct me. I but don't hate it. You pronounce it Goodyear, right? Yeah. And my mom always said it's like good ear. So good ear. Good. Like, well, I was going to say like good year, the. Yeah. Like people the, the always type, think right? I'm saying good year. Yeah. yeah. Why isn't it Goodyear for the. I'm just curious. I I think it's maybe French or, or it's not French. It's probably like German or something. Okay. Or maybe we, the Goodyears have been in the U.S. for too long and they've forgotten their French roots. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you know, and I know a little bit of history. The French and the Germans don't necessarily like each other, so no. I can certainly see how that would come about. Well, you are a professional videographer. You've spent time with the United Nations, the United Nations Foundation, yes. and Arthur Blank's Family Foundation. Yeah. When you were with the United Nations and Arthur Blank, what did you do? I was their in-house videographer for both. Um, I was their kind of go-to person for all things video. Um, so that just included any type of events they had to do or social media, all that stuff. Um, I was capturing their footage and putting it together. So I'm going to ask you an obvious question. Yeah. Why did they care? Why did they want to do video? What was the messaging they wanted to put out there? For them, they... Both organizations are really big about talent, lifting up the stories of their grantees and the people that they're working with. Got it. And so for them, it's really important for them to share their stories of the people they're working with so that it gets more um, traction for their grantees and more 
views um, for everything so that they can use their influence to help the the grantees that are working with. So there is a, and it's not obvious if I am not a involved with the Arthur Blank Family Foundation, but I'm Mm -hmm. a target, you could communicate with me and tell me that story and get me hooked. Yeah. Oh, wow. This is something I could get, I could really buy into. Yes, definitely. All right. So um, you went to some school up in, you know, close to D.C. What school was that? Um, the University of Virginia. So why didn't you go to Virginia Tech? No, you don't have to answer That'll be a long debate. <laughs> That's right. So UVA and um, what, did you go for something in this space at yeah. UVA? What was it? So I was media studies, which is like their communications major. Um, but I did a concentration in film. But I always say really what I did was watch movies and write essays about it. I didn't learn how to do what I do on a day-to-day basis there. Right. Um, learned more of the theory. I, meanwhile, was filming weddings. And that's actually how oh. I learned how to do the camera work that I know how to do now. Interesting. Yeah. So um, you and I had a had a lunch not too long ago, and we mm-hmm. sat down, and I think the entire lunch we talked about movies. Yep. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> I love movies. Um, and, underst- and so a lot of that, though, helps you uh, really understand how to frame things, and that's your goal yeah. is to understand that. Well, you know, there's this is interesting, and what you do in video is interesting. And I guess as a business person, I would sit back and say, that's great, Mark. Why do we care what Aaron does and how can that help us? So let's talk a little bit about that because what you bring to the table is extremely powerful and very good, especially for our space on the social media side. So let's jump into this. Um, storytelling is important. Yes. And, 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 and the, the number one reason storytelling is so important is because it's engaging, right? Yeah. So, you know, I, there are so many, there's so many groups out there that have a story to tell and they do a good job of communicating that, and you're engaged, mm-hmm. and you wanna buy from that brand. So what should someone do before they start making plans to tell their story? How do they How do they decide what the heck they should hit? You know, I, I'm yeah. sitting there thinking like, golly, I don't know what story I could tell. How do they go about that? Yeah, so I see a lot of times organizations spending a lot of time, they find a story that's impactful, but it's even if you tell that story in a good way, it doesn't always, make an impact on people. It's not making the goals that you want to have. So before you even start planning or talking about it, you need to figure out what your goals as a business are and then um, what your goals for marketing are specifically. Like, why are you marketing? What are you, who are you talking to? Why, what are you trying to tell them? And then you can get to what is this project specifically? What story, why are we telling this story? Um, And that you have to have that very clear in your head because that influences every decision you make from that point on well and that's that's kind of like a movie yeah all right so you and i were talking about what was the movie that we oh we were talking about wonder woman yeah because the beginning of the most recent wonder wonder woman movie was great mm-hmm. and it ended like a flop i i, I just said i told you i said <laughs> i don't think i ever want to see one of those because it was bad and you said something happened and they had to speed yeah. up the back end so it's a lot like what we're talking about with a company here yeah. if you don't know your message you really can't tell a cohesive story and you could lose well it's an investment yeah. right so you mm-hmm. you know i bet you could come and say i'll do a bunch of video for you but if you can't tell your story well, you're kind of wasting your money. Yeah. If you don't know why you're telling the story, it doesn't matter. Um, or it can you can spend a lot of effort and make a lot of change going in a direction you don't even want to go. Interesting. All right. Cool. So um, what else do we know? Is there anything else that we need to do before we start t- trying to t- 
tell our story. Um, this all goes into everything that you do in branding or marketing, but just to know who your brand is and what your unique value that you're offering. So why anybody can tell like a story, but why are you telling this one and what is the, your unique perspective on it? Cause that's what people latch onto. And that's why they'll come back to you to tell the story next time. Um, cause of your unique value. All right. How do I figure out my value? Yeah. Is there a trick to that? I think, um, spending some time to think about what, what your competition looks like, what other people are doing, but also just who you are, what feels right to you as far as like, if you had to pick just a couple of things. Um, one exercise that I did one time was if your business was a person, what would your person be like, or who would oh. that person be? Oh, yeah. Um, and what would they say? What would they do? And just create a really clear idea of what the personality of your business is. Cause sometimes that's different, a little different than who you are as a person. Um, but your business has its own personality and making sure that everything you're saying is coming from that, that personality. There's a tip that I got once upon a time. That was, I, I read this, um, that a, a, a CEO of a major organization once at the beginning of the year, she asked her marketing team to come in and present her with the top 12 clients that they had. And then they would make appointments for that CEO to go visit those 12 clients throughout the year. Once a, once a month, she'd go to them. And okay. it was the one question she wanted to ask them was, why do you do business with us? Yeah. And I thought that was absolutely brilliant because the, the value I think I bring, and I've learned this, is not the value, not the reason people buy from us. The, you know, I'm thinking, gosh, you know, people buy from us because they want to be on social media. What I found out is that people like doing business with us because of our responsiveness and how there's no ambiguity in our systems, right? They yeah. know what the, they know what's going on. Our people are on top of those things. They don't have to wait. In fact, we had a client, we have a new client that we, that we picked up this week. They complained that the prior social media company just it was never responsive to her. They mm -hmm. couldn't get in touch with her. Yeah. So I, after I heard that, I had to change my marketing material. Right. Um, so that is a great idea. You, that's another thing you do is go out and certainly ask your clients what your value is, and that can help paint that picture. Yeah. Um, anything else you should do before you start making plans to tell your story? My last thing that I would say to make sure you have clear in your mind is um, who your audience is uh -huh. um, and where it, this is going. So sometimes your audience on LinkedIn is going to be different than your Facebook. And is that, are you making a um, story for Facebook and LinkedIn or just LinkedIn? All that it influences the tiny little things that make a big difference in the final product. That is huge. Yeah. And obviously on LinkedIn, you're the, the people that are there are going to consume information a different way than yep. the people are on Facebook without a doubt. Yeah. All right, that's great. So uh, I love those three tips. And, and if you're listening, hopefully you're taking some notes because <laughs> this is a great way to set up your next video that you can do. All right, so we got that down. We know, we, we know that we got our plan. We know how to tell a good story. Now, how do you make sure that you don't stop telling that story? How do you consistently share that? Yeah, so one of the cool things about stories is that they help people connect to you personally um, and be engaged. And you don't want to lose that momentum that you're getting. If they connect with one story, you want to be able to keep following back up so that they stay personally connected to you. Um, so, and a lot of people don't like hearing this, but the really the best way to get consistency is through systems and creating a regular one way to do it is just create a regular time on your day, uh, maybe once a week, that you're thinking about storytelling. Where is my next story coming from? What am I doing? 
Um, and also creating, if you're not the head person, if you're not the person talking on, to, on the ground, talking to clients, talking to customers, having a regular way for the people who are on the ground to come to you to be telling you these stories. So you're making sure you're collecting all those really great customer stories. Okay. This, I'm sitting there thinking about, I'm a systems person. I love yeah. trying to come up with those sort of things. <laughs> Me too. Um, in fact, we, we share some ways that people can come up with content for their social. So, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm, I'm trying to put my head around, all right, if I work on my story once a week, my story, mm-hmm. um, air quotes, in, the thing that I wonder is how do I know if I have something that is a story, right? Yeah. How do I put it in that frame? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things, it's the hardest thing I think about finding a good story is being able to get out of yourself and being able to figure out what your audience wants to hear. Um, so if you spend a lot of time thinking about how am I going to explain my business and like, what is my business? If you're thinking too much about yourself, um, people aren't going to care at the story at the end of the day. So making sure that you're focusing on a subject on, on like a person or a interesting topic that people are interested in outside of your business and your business can incorporate into that, but it's, it can't only be, um, on your business as itself. And that's one way to make it more engaging. Good. Um, also going back to those goals, making sure that you mm-hmm. are fitting into those goals um, and that it's actually getting you towards um, what you're actually trying to achieve. Um, one last thing is that a, a lot of people forget is a call to action. Um, people, you can get a whole Huge. lot of momentum mm-hmm. with a story and um, people can be really engaged and you lose all that if you don't give people a place to go. So if people are like, well, that's so cool. How do I find out more about that? You got to tell them um, how to do it because once they've moved on, they're probably not coming back. That's right. And you got to yeah. strike right then and there. Yeah. There's a lot of data that shows even on social media, if you post something, you need to tell people what to do at the end of that post. Please like or comment or share. Yeah. Otherwise, they won't do it. Yeah. And there's definitely been times when I wouldn't have thought of it. But then once they suggest it, you're kind of like, oh, oh, I would like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll do that for you. Yeah. All right, good. So must have a call to get action at the end. I like I like the uh, the the comment about goals, and you yeah. have to remember your goals, and it frames the story you tell insofar mm-hmm. as that I'm looking at what my audience wants to hear, and sometimes I can say something that my audience wants to hear, but it doesn't help me meet a goal. Yeah. So that's not part of your story. Yes. You got to skip that. So you've got to remember. Okay, here are my goals. This is my target audience. This is what I want to share with them and making sure you follow. Now you can change your goals throughout the year because like, oh, that ain't working. I'm going to switch something else. That's, yeah. that's good. But making sure that you have those goals to to frame or kind of the, it's the guardrails of your story yeah. would be those goals. Awesome. Yeah. Anything else about how you can, can consistently tell your story? Um, the other thing I just say is uh, making sure that when you're coming up with these plans and systems and stuff that you're being realistic to your times, your time frame. Um, I think I know for myself, I can get excited about an idea and you go all in and you're like, I'm going to spend so much time on this, but trying to be very realistic with, okay, I'm only going to spend a little bit on this. How do I do this in the best way possible? How do I make sure these systems are efficient so that when you're knee deep in a really typical project, you don't have to be thinking about it, that you're not going, okay, now I have this whole other thing that I have to start to tackle right in the middle of it so realistic expectations are a big deal yeah for sure i'm you know and that's something that uh, my struggle and i this is my personal thing that i run into is i get into the day 
Um, I try to plan my day out as best as possible. And things take longer than I think. Yes. They always take longer. You know, I'm going to work with a client. I'm going to clean up. I help them clean up a LinkedIn profile. I still like to do that because it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And it always takes me longer than I think. So um, budgeting my time would be a wise thing to do in advance, especially me, because I could get so involved in it. Yes. But having those, again, almost like another set of guardrails. Sorry, I only spend this much time on it, and that's a good idea. Yeah. I never would have thought that. I'm glad that you, that you yeah. think that that's important. Anything else about consistently telling stories? Um, yeah, just planning out for months ahead um, and making sure that, like I said, consistency is it's best if you can, if you're only going to do it once a month, you do it once a month, every month. Um, and you're not going a couple of months without, and then maybe two times a week and then jumping here and there so that people know when to look for you, um, and know you can be reliable, um, on that front. So as a business owner, I'm sitting back and I'm listening to how important it is to, to tell stories, Mm. to, to connect with your clients. And I'm, the one thing that comes to mind is, what type of return should I expect from this? Is it is is there something that I can attach? Like, gosh, you know what? I should see X number of sales come from this type of work. It, have you ever been able to answer that kind of question? I don't have the, like the specific stats for it, but yeah. I can tell you that, for example, um, if you even just look on TV, you'll see so many more commercials with testimonials in it. Um, I'm thinking of like Verizon, um, Chick Fil A. They literally are just commercials where it's like, "Hey, I'm Joe Schmo." And I like this product. Um, and Chick Fil A is doing that a lot. Yeah, They're, you know what? And there's a. I, I'm so glad you brought that up because I can think of this one, and I think a lot of people have seen those. Yeah. They're sitting on a red couch in a yeah. white room, and someone tells a story of their experience at Chick Fil A, and yes. they are compelling. Yeah, and these are million dollar, you know, campaigns that they're doing here because the data backs it up that telling customer stories really does make a difference. So. I would say if you are producing content, and a lot of people are trying to produce content, they're trying to find engaging content. That's something we get a lot. How do I produce engaging content? Video is engaging, right? I think you and I would would both agree to that. But you've got to be more purposeful is really what you're saying. You've got to be purposeful. Know what you're going to say. Make sure it meets your goals. Make sure you're speaking to your audience. And then tell it in a compelling way. Yeah. Now, can you help somebody if I if, if I said, okay, here's my stuff. I have no idea how to put this in a story. Do you help people put that into a story? Can you like, get all that together? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of my whole process um, where at the end of the day, I always ask people like, what do you want your audience to walk away with? Like, what is that one sentence that you want people to walk away with? And that is like the core of what we're talking about. Right. But then at the end of the day, you're also just talking about, who, who, who's going, who's doing this thing? Why are they doing it? What's the context? You know, all the basic elements of what you learned when you're in elementary school about how to tell a story. Um, all that stuff goes into it, but just making sure that you're keeping, you're doing something um, in a direction that's powerful. So I have to tell you, there's a story I'm in the middle of. I haven't seen all of it, but I am watching uh, the Ga- Game of Thrones, Yeah. right? Um, and everybody out there has probably seen at least some of it or all <laughs> of it. I heard of it. Yeah, you know what we're talking about. And and I'm in the I don't know sixth season. How many seasons are there? Seven, eight? It's there's a it's lot a little around that. Yeah. yeah. And a character just showed up in the last episode that I haven't seen since like season two, mm-hmm. right? I mean, this guy was a long he was he was way a long time ago. And the first thing I thought of, how the heck do they write that? Yeah. 
yeah. to write this, to have that roadmap where you knew this guy was going to come. Now, maybe they didn't know. <laughs> I, yeah, I've actually heard some theory about that. So, um, yeah, yeah. Did, were they making up their seasons as so they go? So I have heard there's, so there's two different theories for how to write a story. So you either write it kind of with the end in mind, and you're right. like, how do I get this to the go where I'm going, and how do I make sure the character's arc are going in that right direction? And then the other theory is, you know, just letting the characters, creating good characters and letting them kind of do what you feel like they would do. Uh, and I've he heard that Game of Thrones was the example, is a good example of the letting the characters do what they do and kind of letting the story grow from that. So it did kind of grow organically yeah. as the story. I, I will tell you, That's here's, what I've heard. here's the thing. Game of Thrones is like a soap opera. Yeah. And, and and I hate to put it that way, but it, it you know it's a gory soap opera with a lot of sex, yes. a gratuitous sex at that. And, and I've always watched that and thought, you know, this, this feels like a soap opera insofar as nobody, people don't really die. Yeah. You know, people that died, all of a sudden they're back. Yes. You know, that's very soap <laughs> opera-like. And But what's amazing to me is that when these characters come back in a later episode, it's the same actors for the most part. They've had a couple little snafus like, oh, that's a different actor. But most everybody's the same. Yeah. So they got to make sure that actor is available. Yeah. Maybe part of the organic. Okay, that person is available. All right, we're going to put you back yeah, in the exactly. story. <laughs> All right. I So back to, you know, back to our real subject. Yeah. I, I will... I do think that most business people don't see themselves as storytellers. Yeah. I think that they could probably say, okay, this is my client. This, these are the people I want to target. I, I do think that most successful business people know that. Yeah. These are the, this is where I want to go. These are the people that are buying my product. Knowing that you're, you are someone that's available that can say, okay, here are the things. I have, you have all these elements. Let's put together a story. I think is really helpful. Because I'm not, I don't think I could come up with a story because mine would have too many shiny objects in it, right? I'd be running, oh, this is great, this is great. Yeah. To have so, to have you available to put that together, I think is extremely valuable. And, and you know, and, and the consultative approach that you have, I think is, is really cool. And, you know, sitting here talking with you, yeah. I could see, yeah, I, you know, I could see putting together a story. You could, you could tease it out because you understand you can kind of see that end product. You yeah. probably you oh, probably yeah. see the world with you know letterbox format, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. I'm a very visual person, so yeah. I'm already seeing the story or what it's going to look like before we even. It's just not easy to do, yeah. and and not everybody sees the world that way. So I think yeah. that's that's really awesome. So all right, what are some key ways to tell if you have a good story? Right? How do you know? If you've got a good story that you can share on social channels, are there pieces of that that, that helps me understand it? Yeah. Um, I mean, it really goes back to making sure you're fitting in all those guardrails that I was talking about of okay. make sure you got the call to action, that you're talking to your audience, that you've thought about your goals ahead of time. Um, those are the baseline must have. Um, but then also just knowing kind of what other people, what stories other people are telling and making sure that you're Ooh. having a slightly different angle and that you're... You know that your your video is not going to be going out into by itself. It's going to be alongside a whole lot of other stuff. Oh, that's actually a really good point. Yeah, and so making sure that you're kind of you're putting yourself into a conversation. You're not just shouting out to to nothing. Um, so making sure that you kind of fit into that and have your own little unique take to it. So I've had this happen. I'm sitting at a cocktail party and I'm having a conversation with someone, and we're knee deep in something. And mm -hmm. and uh, you know, and I'm thinking it may be some guy and he and I are talking about 
the last uh, Braves game because you know I somehow I connect with this person and we're talking Braves, and someone walks up and they automatically start talking about something totally different, and it's so incongruent. And you know this guy and I are looking like, well, okay. <laughs> When are you going to stop talking so we can go back to the Braves? That's really what you're talking about. Yeah. As I'm looking through my feed, if something's just way out of whack, it yeah. doesn't work, and it can become distracting and actually hurt your brand instead of helping your brand. Yeah, and also if it's exactly like something they just saw two posts ago, you know they're just going to keep going. Oh, and interesting. Visually and content-wise, it's got to be a little different. There was a lot of comments I saw about marketing when it when the coronavirus hit and everybody started wearing masks. Mm. And that if you're running ads and the participants are not wearing masks, you yeah. could it could hurt you. What do you think about that? Yeah, I thought that was very interesting. It was, I mean, me as like um, like pop culture, I was very interested in like watching commercials as they slowly shifted to being about COVID and seeing how fast you know the first couple of organizations that were able to po- like you know TV commercials take a while, and so right people were just turning things around so fast. Um, so I. Yeah, I think your social media, because it's so immediate, it you can look out of date pretty fast um, right. if you're not fitting into that larger conversation. Um, and so I do think it's, I mean, this is really in any type of social media stuff, but if you're not paying attention to what people are thinking about, what's pe- on people's minds, you're kind of just ignoring and it, you might not fit into where they're like looking to um, to learn about. So I keep looking at the clock because I, yeah. I have another question I want to ask you, and I don't care what the clock says. <laughs> um, how, what would you tell an organization that um, the decision maker is not in touch mm-hmm. with what's going on in social? How, do you, how would you counsel that person to understand those nuances? That is a tough question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All but, right, I got a good one. Yeah, um, I would say, I mean, everybody, no matter if they're talk- top executive or um, just bottom of the ladder, they're interacting with media and they, they have their own form of learning stories and doing right. stuff like that. You know, someone who's like, I don't get the social media stuff. Maybe they're not on social media, but if you can put it into the context of what they are looking at, um, you can help them understand hopefully um, what that impact is on them. If you know even like what type of um, blogs they will listen to or um, any podcasts or anything like that, sure. they know if you can be, find that, that thing if you can yeah people will be able to tell that it it actually does impact them um and hopefully be able to (laughs) see how that could change in social media as well yeah it's good larger organizations probably have a focus group that they can Mm. pass things by i so i have a focus group they're not it's not formal it is and it is a diverse group of people that are um, business people that also happen to be friends and i can send them stuff and say what do you think um, and that's worked pretty well. And I've had some people come back to me and say, yeah, you don't go there because you are missing this thing that's going on culturally right now. I was like, yeah. oh, that's a good point. So it slows you down when you do something like that, but it could save you from oh making gosh, yeah. a huge blunder. Yeah. So getting feedback is a, is a, is a, a way to kind of solve that. I always say video is very powerful, and so that power can be used for good or evil. <laughs> so just making sure that you're conscious and, you know, you spend a lot of time and um, and your budget on it, that you want to make sure that you're doing it in a smart way. But also because it's powerful, if you're, if you're saying something that people are not um, receptive to, 
it, it's more powerful in the, in the wrong direction. There would right. be more Could pushed away. You. Yeah. 100%. And might as well just not put anything out. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. All right, Aaron. Um, you've got some great things that you brought to the table today. I Thanks. love the information you've shared. If someone needs someone to help them tell a story, how can they find you? And the best place to go for me would be uh, my website, which is my last name, Goodyear Create. And then the, my business is Goodyear Creative. So it's GoodyearCreative.com. And you can also find me on LinkedIn and on Instagram. Um, but yeah, I check all those things. So always reach out. Awesome. Well, it's good to see you again. Thanks for joining us here today on How's Your Represence. You have so much info. And, and I this is your second appearance, yes. as a matter of fact, on, on How's Your Represence. And the reason is, is because you've got such, the, the topic is, well, topical. It is something that's congruent with what's going out there. Mm-hmm. And I think that, uh, you know, it might be fun to have you come back to criticize, well, Ooh. criticize may be the wrong word, but to uh, talk about, yeah, there we go, that's a better <laughs> word, to uh, talk about some of the other things that are going on in the video world. Mm-hmm. And because and, we can learn from that too. I think, you know, making mistakes is a great thing because it does teach you. And, and maybe that can be something to talk about. Otherwise, there's so many things that we can we can tap into uh, to, to, to look on the, the social media side and how video is impacting. So thanks for being here. Yeah, I appreciate you me. more than you know. Uh, driving all the way up here, too, and this, and this <laughs> got you out of the house. That's a good yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. So for the rest of you folks, I want to let you know we continue to talk about our LinkedIn webinars. We have one coming up a week from now, so that's next Friday. I think it's at 1 o'clock, I believe. But you can get there, and just by going onto our website, going to epresence.me, so it's epresence.me slash webinars and you'll find all of our information on those webinars if you're looking for a job you need to have linkedin really kicking for you because 90 percent of recruiters are on linkedin it is the place that folks are going now to see whether they want to hire you find new people confirm that they should hire you that's something else is 93 percent of buying decisions are influenced by social well hiring you is a buying decision so let's make sure you're influencing folks to hire you as their buying decision if you are looking for a higher roi from linkedin you got to know linkedin is 277 percent more effective at generating leads than facebook and twitter unbelievable number there in the b2b space you gotta be on linkedin come join one of our webinars we'll show you how to make your your profiles work better for you How's, here's the cost, $37.50. Now that's a deal. $37.50 is nothing. So come join us there. If you don't think it's worth your worth your while, I'm going to refund your $37.50 and I'm gonna pay you 20 bucks for your time. $20 for your time because why your time is valuable. And if it wasn't worth you spending $37.50, I will pay you for your time. I'm really confident that it's a great, great thing. So epresence.me slash webinars. So thanks for joining us here on How's Your ePresence. Curious about ePresence? What else do we do? We manage personal, company, collegiate social media. We do consulting. We do training. We do a lot of great stuff. Just go to our website, ePresence.me. You can see all that great stuff that we offer there. We'd love to help you out. We can make your LinkedIn. We can make your Instagram. We can make your Facebook pop. So give us a buzz. We'd love to give you a a free consulting session that'll give you some feedback on how you can make your social work a little better. Well, let's get back to the show because we got to close out here. Uh, We broadcast live every month on the third Thursday at three, but you can listen to any of our shows 24-7 by going to businessradiox.com and selecting the Gwinnett Studio. 
You can also find us on all major podcasts, just searching for How's Your E-Presence. Be sure to see, be sure to uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We do a lot of our videos there. Please subscribe. Please, please, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We love for you to be there. You'll get notified when we drop new content, and we do a, a number of live shows, so you'll get those notifications as well. Again, our website's epresence.me. That's epresence.me because it's all about you. This show was promoted by Amanda Perch and uh, produced by Mike Sim. And until next time, for my guest, Aaron Goodyear, I'm Mark Galvin, and this has been How's Your E-Presence.